0: Hey, welcome to Tangible Takeaways this week. I'm joined with Pastor Todd. Jackson is away and we, we just took over.
1: We did and because we, we're celebrating episode 50. 50. This is
0: a big deal. And so we're changing it all. We're changing <laughs> it all and he can't do anything about it. And so <laughs> He'll just watch it online like everybody else. Watch it online with you, but we're excited. going to be a great episode. I'm going to talk about the importance of patience. Because we kind of trust and rest in a little bit of the providence of God.
1: And I'm going to talk a little bit about how justice is something that we're hardwired, just like out of God's character, to desire and want to see in our lives.
0: So, great episode, great conversation today. We hope you get a lot from episode 50. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Welcome, episode fifty. This is it. We Jackson, did
1: it. you look different. I, thank you. Thank you, <laughs> thank you.
0: Yeah, Jackson's out. They are uh, they are baby in it. They're they, welcoming baby they're finally. They've probably been,
1: right in motion right now. So right in that.
0: that. So they called in the relief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the right hander. So uh, so here we are. I don't have cool hats or cool shoes, and my won't let me grow a mustache. So this is what you get. This is what you get. But. Uh, thanks for jumping in. Yeah. Again, Glad you've been on be here, here a few you. times now. And I think what I love about Tangible Takeaways for us is, is there's so many times, and we've even talked about this, man, on the weekends, you're trying to cover a text in a certain amount of time. And there's always things you want to pull out. Yeah. And this is just such a great place for that conversation to continue and even to dive in. We've been in Esther. Have you enjoyed preaching through the Esther series I as really much have. as you, you thought you would at the beginning?
1: Yeah, I kind of wondered. I've never preached this series in any space before, but I I think like a lot of us, I love a good story. Yeah. And man, what a story just keeps unraveling week after week. And so, yeah, it's really been rich and it's been good to get some anecdotal feedback about the way that it's been helpful for people and what they're walking through. You always hope, I hope this is connecting with us in a way that's helpful.
0: Yeah. And Esther to me is one of those stories that we find in, in scripture that maybe you hear a lot of, but not really well. Right? So the Vegitale or the or even the kids' stories. Sometimes we, we just we hit the surface, but we don't really dive in. And I thought, man, the series has been good in the sense that I feel like it's really given us time to like you said, look at all the nuances and the irony that's present. This weekend, tables finally started turning. And we see kind of the fruition of all the things that have led up to this point. A couple big themes kind of seem to jump out in your message this weekend. We obviously see the topic of justice rise to the top. Um, That seems something that even in our current culture, we hear a lot about. How do you feel the book of Esther kind of brings that to mind in in light of what we see in Esther and even in the day-to-day?
1: Yeah. I think what Esther kind of demonstrates is where kind of chapter by chapter, the book is so well even cut up, it, it plays like a new scene, right? Chapter by chapter, you're wondering, is justice going to happen? Mm. And I think that's kind of the, one of the threads that's running through the book is it doesn't — and what, what is the word we usually use — it doesn't seem right yeah. that
0: this is happening that's not fair yeah it right, doesn't yeah. seem
1: right that this isn't happening you know whatever it may be and so i think as we hit chapter seven and you see Heyman get dealt with um, in a way that we talked about this week i think in some ways the, the way that most movies go today that are so vengeance based you'd go oh sweet justice you deserve the whole movie right you right. did something to me and the whole movie's gonna be me getting back to you And, um, but again, uh, we know that's not God's definition and God's character of justice. Uh, We even had a good conversation a week ago in teaching team about, even where we might read in our English Bibles, the word avenge. Hmm. Maybe best words like retribution, like it's not a personal attack when God deals with sin. The reality is it's against his character and therefore needs to be judged. So it's a lot more of an objective reality where vengeance and avenging is usually you did something to me, I'm going to get you back, you know, kind of thing. So I feel like this, what it's really what Esther's demonstrated more than anything is a lack of justice, but then a reminder of, well, what is real justice and where does that come from?
0: Yeah, and I love that we, you know, even though we see in the book of Esther, the name of God not mentioned, we, we certainly see him at work in that. And even even in this idea of justice and his character is certainly on display throughout. Do you think that people get more hung up on the idea of God not acting, you know, in that justice, that retribution, Or is it more of the God's grace on display or his mercy sometimes? Those two go hand in hand, right? Mm -hmm. Do we find ourselves frustrated that God continues to show mercy or that he is continuing to to withhold that justice? I mean, we look around our culture and everywhere we go. It seems like everybody's crying out for justice. and, And again, even in the text, like we said, rightfully so. Yeah. Is there a patient side of that? for the believer?
1: Yeah, no, it's a great question. I think, first of all, one of the biggest challenges I know I've recognized in my own life, I am like this. I think every human being I've ever met is, and that is when we feel like we've been dealt with unjustly. It might not be by God that we are directing this towards Him, but by another person. Man, we are all about it. Justice and justice now. Make them pay. Yeah. However, when we're the one who is the one who <laughs> oh, is, hey, who hey, is hey, uh, hey. uh the offender and and yeah. often we're not even quick to realize that but when we do come to grips with it we're all about mercy hey
0: yeah. wouldn't
1: if you if you understood my circumstances or if you understood why i i mean do we really have to impose that mm. strong of a consequence so i think we're a mess related to justice and mercy mm because we really don't want it for ourselves, but we're really quick to want it for everyone else. Yeah. So I think we have to, number one, probably be honest with that. Like let's, let's, let's lay out the problem, at least from a, a more real perspective and, and not think of it so objectively because it's pretty subjective to us. But I think the patient part is great though, and that's really important. I think we will begin to unravel ourselves when we've de- been j- dealt with unjustly. I, I think that in my lifetime before I had encountered people dealing with me and just, that's wrong. Hmm. And honestly, I, I went a long time in life. I was a young adult before that first happened. Most people would say that was my, my childhood. Yeah. So I feel like I was in a bubble, so I don't have a lot of you know, story and history to share. But I know that when people did treat me wrong and I didn't see somehow justice become realized for them in that, I know that I would just begin to spin on that of when and how and who, how's that ever gonna happen? And realizing when God talks about himself as just, he doesn't connect it to a timeline. He surely doesn't connect it to ours. And the only thing maybe objective in Scripture about God's timeline is ultimately before His throne, the red white throne judgment. So I think that's the real challenge is back to uh, an environment we'll see this week about faith. We just came out of that meeting today, how that's going to be such a big part of this last message in the series, can I trust God that He's ultimately going to be just with everything that has happened to me?
0: Yeah, because we, you know, and this maybe was even part of the teaching team last week is even the idea of justice, like you said, this more, more maybe the idea of retribution. What we see carried out in Esther isn't, isn't necessarily God's justice being delivered. It's a consequence of action for sure, but true final justice is coming later um, and I think that's the tension. We, we live in a, in a culture, in a country, that often views justice um, as a very high priority. And and sometimes we feel like, oh, justice wasn't served or was justice served or, you know, crime dramas are, you know, every channel has got a yeah. crime drama right. Every Marvel movie, superhero film, it's all about things being made right. Yeah. And and what I love and, and you know, what we... What I'll talk to students about a lot of times when I'm trying to convey this idea of Scripture especially is when we look at Scripture as a whole, what we find is a really a meta-narrative that begins with man wronging God, and yet we don't see immediate justice. Yeah. And even when we do see that, when that justice is, just, is given, the, the, it's Jesus who takes the brunt of that for us, so that later, we're the recipients of, of mercy. And when you look at movies, when you look at man, the, your favorite story, even a non-believer writes a similar story. And uh, the sense that everything's good and right, something goes wrong, the tension of that, there's injustice, who's going to set it right? Usually somebody comes in, saves the day, conflicted hero type thing. And then all things are made right, and the movie ends. And if it doesn't end like that, yeah. oof.
1: I want my money back.
0: <laughs> I, I just, I'm not okay with this, you know? I'm not okay. And so there is this idea that the gospel is really written on our hearts. And in the, in the book of Esther, I think we see a similar thing even within the story. Like we're waiting for things. We're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. We see the retribution come, and in our mind it feels a bit settled, but it's a good reminder of, to stop and say, but man, God is still. like, Even though we see Haman suffer the consequences for his actions, final justice isn't seen in those pages. God brings that much later. Much, much later, and so we have to be mindful that in the process, God is teaching us, molding us, shaping us. And so sometimes we're like, why? Yeah. And maybe that's the wrong question. Maybe we shouldn't be asking why. Maybe we should be asking like, what's God's purpose in that? Yeah
1: what's God up to. And Jody, you brought up a great point. You know, I wonder if in some ways, let's pull away from maybe for a moment, the, the biblical concept of justice, even pull away from God's people, yeah. uh, those who put his faith in him, just talk about human beings. That's maybe an Imago Dei thing, mm-hmm. you know, that as an mm. image bearer of God, I, what in me even expects justice yeah. You know, that's fascinating to think about, like maybe the reason justice and when justice isn't, you know, served, isn't fulfilled, why that's so problematic for me as a human being is the idea that I was made in the image of a God who is completely just. And there's something about me that wants to right the, the wrong. I want mm-hmm. if to, the, if the ship is leaning this way, I want it to come right because there's something hardwired in me by a creator that's still left over in every human being that says, but that's not right, you know? And so I just, that's a kind of a cool thing to think about of why we even want justice. You could look maybe in, I'll digress for a moment, does anything in the animal kingdom (laughs) desire justice? I don't know. know, we talked about puppies earlier, we both got them at home right now. Me and Jovi have not had a conversation about what she thinks is just. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> right. either way, I just think this is kind of a cool thing to think about. It could be very much image of God in us desires what He's built us to desire, which is His own character, which is justice. Yeah. And when we see it wanting, man, that's actually something honoring in a weird way, honoring to God that we would want to see things made right. We can't do that a lot of times in our own power, and we definitely can't do it perfectly until He makes all things new. Mm. But um, yeah, it's just kind of a cool thing to think about.
0: Yeah, I even think the desire that we seem to have to defend the marginalized, Mm. right, or uh, whatever whatever that category looks like at the time in our life, it feels like that's something we run toward. And we see that, I think, in Scripture again, reflected in kind of this image of God and who He is, His character, related to justice and just related to even his mercy and, and how we fight and how we defend. That definitely feels like when you read Esther, like, no, this isn't right. You can't do that. I mean, you wouldn't even have to come from that from a Jewish perspective no, or even a Christian perspective. You would, if you were just to read that, if that was happening in modern day today, you, we would all say, this is not right. You cannot do this.
1: Yeah. And not to put it totally on par, but isn't that kind of what the world audience is saying about what's going on in Ukraine right Oh now? yeah, It's like, wait, you can't just go take a country from another country. That's wrong, right? I mean, the general forum of opinion, not trying to make a political statement, but just saying human beings are responding to that not so much out of necessarily even a religious or a, a scriptural background, but just, that seems wrong.
0: Yeah, you can't that do someone that. Does that. Call Maverick, send him in, you know? <laughs> that's right. like, he'll fix it. And no matter he'll what kind of aircraft, it. he'll doesn't take it. Doesn't matter. And if he doesn't <laughs> like yours, he'll take another <laughs> one. He'll just take them. He'll fly them all. <laughs> so that's so good. That's so good. Uh, I, I wanted to hit on this idea of atonement too, briefly. We, Because you, you, you mentioned that towards the end of the message as well, this idea that and we even hinted towards it earlier that Jesus has kind of atoned for our, our, our sin in that the justice that we deserve, he, he kind of takes on our behalf. And, and yet there's this exchange that's kind of given, right, that we, he takes on the punishment and shame of us and we kind of take on his righteousness through what he's done. That we like. We like the idea of that a lot. Like when I read, um, you know, Philippians and it says, hey, man, he's he's granted you salvation. That's good. And then when he says, oh, but he's also granted you suffering. That's bad, right? Mm -hmm. And so I love the idea that Jesus takes my punishment and he takes my justice. And then I get his righteousness. But what does that really mean for a believer? How does that, how do I live that out? And even maybe folks who are watching that aren't believers, like, how do we come to terms with that? How does that seem fair? Because that doesn't seem fair or yeah, right either. Yeah.
1: No, it's good. I, you know, one thing we didn't get talked much about, we were leaning a lot at the end of the message this week on Romans 3. All that language, justified things like that, those are very legal terms in the original language. So Paul is really talking about a courtroom. Mm-hmm. That's the scenario he's drawing up in Rome, and we'd even say romans reads a lot like a, yeah. a court document you're building a case and so this language of of being justified before the law in this case being before the judge is really powerful to me because what it's saying is is that here's someone who's sitting in the who's sitting on the witness stand who's been accused rightfully who is guilty rightfully and in this whole sequence, what's being offered in the gospel is for even, and the judgment's even made, it's not like we're even still building the case, guilty, Todd, of of judgment uh, for living apart from, for falling short of the glory of God. But the gospel says that Jesus, I think what happened for so long, I think I felt like Jesus took what I deserved at the cross and Wow. Yeah. Think mercy. Think who deserves that undeserved, unmerited, all those words. But then what that does is it kind of creates this vacuum. You've been saved, delivered, rescued from that judgment that you deserve. You're off the witness stand. You're not on trial anymore. He comes, he's pronounced guilty, all that. But then what of you? Hmm. And that's what I love about 2 Corinthians 5 so much. He who knew no sin, became sin. Hmm. So that, and here's the switch, so that we might become the righteousness of God. Hmm. So that, I mean, we did a couple weeks ago about the tables being turned, Haman and Mordecai. Man, that's that's what's happening. And and, and so, like we said this week, sin is judged. It's yeah. never, yeah. you know, glossed it's over. It's not just and, brushed under yeah, and, like, and be like, oh, ah, you, you know, come Todd's on a through. a good guy, none yeah. of that. Right. God knows better. But in that, justice is measured out against Christ. But then the, the thing I don't think we talk enough about, I would even say, even in our weekly close of service with ABCs and give people the opportunity to respond, you've been rescued, but you've also been made right. Hmm. And I feel like that's where the challenge is. We don't probably talk enough about what it means to now be right and have a right standing as Jesus's yeah. younger brother or sister in the family of God and moving from the courtroom to the family table. And I have a place at the table now simply because of what's been done for me.
0: Yeah, that's good. I think for me I've often found myself I would describe it like this a lot. It's it's easier for me to trust God with my eternity than maybe my day to day. And I think Esther for me has really challenged me in that regard. It's like, yeah, I've got I get Jesus took my place and I yeah, I trust him, and I'm safe, and I'm secure. But in my day-to-day, man, how do I not feel like, oh, I really need... Yeah, okay, it cost Jesus everything. It cost me little in terms of that. But, man, how do I not feel like I have to make up for it, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I got I didn't have to earn it to get it, but maybe I got to do my part to keep it. To keep it. And that's not, that's not a biblical no. model either. That's almost taking away from the sacrifice that that he gave. And I think throughout Esther, I've been really challenged and reminded that even in the day-to-day that I don't understand. Man, if I can trust him with eternity, I surely better be able to trust him with my day, Mm. my today. And that idea of the atonement that he paid being sufficient for everything. Every day and moment of failure and sin in my life was all in the future when he died for that and paid the price for that. And so everything that is coming, he's, he is aware of, knows, and is using still for his glory and my good, even though it may not feel so good in the moment. And I, when I put that puppy in the crate, it's for everybody's good, right? <laughs> it's for everybody's good insanity in that regard. But it's, you know, what does it look like to, to, we talk about, I mean, man, as you watch a puppy, right? As you're training a puppy, you're teaching it. Sometimes it doesn't make sense to the puppy, right? Sometimes it doesn't make sense to us. But watching that puppy even grow into a really great dog. um, Not that we're dogs, but... No, but man, we're sure praying for two. Yeah, gosh. I get a good dog. (laughs) You know, I, I, I do think sometimes we forget... That it's it's not just I mean the ABCs are crucially important and we would say to you man if you've never trusted Christ, Amen. we would beg you to do that even right now. But it's not enough to just trust him with the future. It, it's it's the day to day, and and the rescue of sin happens immediately, but the rescue of circumstance it may not. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that God is blind or forgotten. It just means he's he's still at work. And we have to rest in that and be patient in that
1: and how often too jody in your life i know for me i forecast all the time if something is like this today it's always going to be like that and i know experientially that is not true life is all about seasons and they're changing all the time and so i just think it comes down to another piece that will help me trust jesus not just with my eternity but my today is being reminded that the circumstances, the challenges, even the consequences, right? That I might be dealing with because of my own failures. It's not, that's not the rest of the book. Hmm. That's just this chapter. And I think that helps me pace my life better when I'll remember. I need to remind myself more of that, but I just need to remind myself, God, this is what this chapter is. That's longer than I'd hoped. Yeah. But it's gonna be okay. And And you again, it, and I think there's this this beautiful thing of living in the now, not yet tension, is that I know for sure, even if this were to be the rest of this life, it is not going to be eternity. Forever. Yeah. And so, that's something good. about that.
0: I, I think even in the pacing of the book of Esther, the fact that we know from chapter to chapter, there's there's some time mm-hmm. in between those.
1: Yeah, it doesn't happen just next time. Man, day. that's
0: a good reminder, even yeah. in what you're saying. So... That was great. Any other
1: takeaways or big things
0: that jumped to no, mind? it it's or... just
1: been, it's, I mean, I, I love, my hope is as we walk away from this series that number one, we'll look more for the providence of God in our lives. We, even at the times that aren't so obvious of his supernatural just stepping into a situation, but his provision and protection, I just hope yeah. we'll see that more in our lives and just give him the credit for it. And then I also hope for me, for all of us, that we would be willing and ready to step up, that there are places that God's just going to give us. And like we talked about him this weekend, sometimes it's a snaps decision. It's do this now or miss, but that I'll just be more and more attuned and more ready to step up when God brings something into my path.
0: Yeah. And I think looking for those moments, seeing them when they come, having the courage and the boldness to step into those, man, those are, those are marks of maturity that we often don't recognize but we hopefully will grow into. So it's been good. Well, I'm excited for the rest of the series. We're wrapping it up here, and it's a big section for us, but I'm excited to see kind of what comes out of that and how God continues to use it in our people and even for what's ahead down the line here in the next few weeks and months. So thanks for jumping in, joining us this week for Tangible Takeaways. uh, We'll be back next week at it. Maybe Jackson, maybe not. Maybe Jackson, maybe God, not. We'll I don't see. Know, we'll see. <laughs> see if I get fired or replaced or I don't know. You know, how do we? We'll find out how we do. But uh, thanks for jumping in. Be sure, uh, And If you found any value or if you have your own thoughts, takeaways on this, or we'd love to see those in the comments as well. If you found it helpful and useful, share that. Make sure you subscribe to the channel um, so that you can see this and other content that we post as we come. Otherwise, that'll do episode. 50. that's pretty epic it. it's a pretty big deal and Jackson's not even here for it <laughs> so he can't tell us what Celebrate to do with Adam. so anyway we'll catch you guys next week